Let's do it. Are you ready for some football? Now this is Foxborough faithful right here. Go Patriots. Go Patriots. Uh, 31-20, losing to the uh, Jacksonville Jaguars yesterday. Of course, joined by a three-time Super Bowl champ, former Patriot, uh, the awesome Matt Chatham. You can follow him at Chatham58. Um, I guess not I mean, not a total surprise, but we played a good team, Matt. Uh, I mean, you know, some people, every time the Patriots lose, tend to tend to lose their mind. Obviously, I think uh, some of our flaws, <laughs> our flaws are, are, are exposed. A lot of things that got talked about before the season, we knew were going to be issues. Okay, so they so they were exposed. What's your take on yesterday's game against the Jags? They should play very well, and, and I think uh, that's disappointing. Obviously, you go on a road in a very tough environment, and it's it's hot and all those kinds of things. And they just executed really poorly for basically the first three series of the game. Yeah. And it's like, you know, you can't do that. And we're not talking about a guy getting beat just badly and it's like, wow, there's a physical mismatch. There's a, as you said, deficiency or whatever. I don't, I didn't see as much of that as just like, wow, okay, they blew the execution of that play. Uh, there was an example I tweeted out late last night as I started to watch back through the game where, uh, you know, if, if there had not been a defense out there, if they'd have been playing against air, they were running into each other in the backfield on the execution of the offensive play. <laughs> it wouldn't have worked against anyone. It wouldn't have worked against Foxborough High School. So yeah. I think it was just disappointing, quite frankly, with some of the execution really on both sides of the ball. That's not to take away that they're a good team, but I don't think they're a better team. I just think, and especially this is after now, and I do my podcast now on Monday morning, so I actually am a little different than when we've done the buzz in years past. I'm going to have rewatched the entire thing. I got a way different feel after rewatching it than what I felt like. Really? Wow. That, that, that's it. That, well, that perspective. So what, that, was the, what was that feel? That the Pats could have had this one? or what? Yeah, well, I mean, it's more just frustrating. I mean, it's like, wow, okay, why is he doing that? Uh, you know, it took him three series to figure out to pass off the low crossing route. You guys saw that play over and over again where a guy just runs across the, yeah. the, the, the defense and he's wide open. There's no one 10 yards around him. And, and, yeah, the disappointing thing, you watch it happen over and over and over again, and they don't make the adjustment. And, you know, it's just part of that September thing. We saw this in the Kansas City game a year ago, even some, again, in the Carolina game. Uh, but if you'll, you'll remember the, the Kyle Van Noy interception that happens there right late in the game, what that was was uh, Jonathan Jones. So Jonathan Jones is, uh, is to the left. He's a slot corner at the top of the screen as you're watching it on TV. And he starts to take that low crosser out and then comes off of it and turn and hands it over to Devin McCourty. So they passed it off correctly. It was one of the first times I'd seen him do that. And when he passes it off, then Jonathan Jones frees up. Jonathan ends up being the one that tips the ball that Van Noy intercepts. Yeah. So my point is that's just the correct fundamental way to play that particular play. And when you saw it you know, half a dozen times prior to that, they didn't. <laughs> so, yeah. I mean, I look at that and go, that's something that if we're having this conversation in October, November – I'd be happy to place a chip that obviously they'll figure that out. That's pretty basic stuff. It's just, I guess, just disappointed that they made so many of those relatively fundamental errors pretty early on. I, I get angry with like guys like Ramsey jawing off about Rob Gronkowski, and then they end up holding him to, like, what, two catches yeah. and 15 yards. I'm like, damn it! <laughs> damn it! Yeah, you well, know. Hey, and that's, that's, but that's another, that's another good example of something that, you know, they play again tomorrow morning or this afternoon or whatever, and that doesn't happen. It was a choice. It was yeah. He got two catches for 15 yards because of a choice they made offensively. And I, I don't, I think they'll go back and look at it and not, not like that choice. Rob spent most of his day in pass protection. Yeah. He wasn't running many routes. He wasn't running any routes. So 
It wasn't held to two to 15 because they were covering well. They just made some decisions. I mean, the very very first snap of the game is now route to Rob Gronkowski. He builds on Miles Jacks, runs it out, easy completion, yep. nine-yard gain. Here we go. Mm-hmm. Uh, they didn't go back to him. So he had those two two catches on 15 yards, and, and the, the second catch was actually him protecting, chipping, and then them dumping it off to him. So it's not as if you have three or four other targets in the game where they attempted to push it to Gronk and failed. Um, I will say in fairness, at least in the red zone stuff, they were doubling the hell out of him, so you wouldn't want to throw it there. But out in the field, the decision essentially to keep him in as, a, as an additional protector took their best offensive player out of the pattern. But that's offensive football. Josh has to go back and look at it and say, yeah. here's how we do it differently next time. It's frustrating when you, you know, the, the, with the handoff from Brady and the guy is running backwards, takes two steps and falls on his own, or the, or the uh, fact that we gave up the ball yeah. after the interception. Yeah, and there was a lot of, in the fourth, mistakes. you know, because the Patriots are never out of it, and you're watching in the fourth, and you're like, yeah. why are you still running up the field? When you get out of bounds, save that clock time, because it just, it's just wasting seconds after seconds. And to think that we maybe if they... Did think something's better? We could have, we could have won. Yeah, one of the, well, no, it's a good point because I mean, there's just it's second guessing. That's how football works. I mean, especially when you know, understand every time you're doing one thing, you have an option of ten things. You know, the one you choose isn't always the best. And I, I remember the Cordell Patterson play kind of sticks out in my head, and it reminded me a little bit of the Brandon Cooks. Remember Brandon Cooks in the Super Bowl had that reverse. They had the first down set up. It's a critical play. It's going to be a, a first down in scoring territory. And Cooks decides to jump over the guy for some bizarre reason, and they don't get the conversion. Well, last night uh, or yesterday afternoon or whatever, they had like you know a real good sequence of plays after the turnover. They're moving the ball. They had Cordell Patterson wide open on this little screen, yeah. And instead of just stopping and catching it and walking forward for the first down, he backpedals out of it. I, like I'm like, what are you doing? <laughs> you know? Right. So it's not like, hey, this guy's good, that guy's good. Their matchup was better. They were more physical. That's a talented team. Like all the narrative stuff. Like doesn't fit those plays. You look at the plays, and you're like, what are you doing? Yeah. And you kind of figure, you know, they'll get those same coaching plays with the same level of sarcasm in meetings, and then they'll go practice them. And, you, you know, you hope that you have the right kind of guys that don't make them again. But, you know, it's one thing when it's like, wow, that's a better play than the defense ran. They just blew them away. You just keep seeing them make really, really unusual mistakes. And that's just football. You know, typically, in fairness, guys, we're usually the team on the other side of that, watching the other guys make those mistakes. Right. Right. So, yeah, it, it, does, it does happen. Yeah, and it's funny how after a day like that, there's so many people in New England, like, they're just grumpy today. <laughs> like, their life is totally oh, affected by Kelly, go ahead for that. In, in the second half, I think it could have led to a first down. Patriots third and maybe it was five. And one of the Jacksonville yeah. players went over the line, and the Patriots didn't. Yeah. Patriots player didn't reach out and touch him. About how many times would a would a, a Patriots player reach out and touch him? Was this an, an odd occurrence? Because you saw Belichick afterwards, kind of yelling at the player. Yeah, and actually, I, I said that you know I said that I'd rewatch the game, and I meant to take a longer peek at that, and I didn't. I, what I thought, my initial inclination watching it live, was that he had. Flint, okay, obviously he jumps in the neutral zone, and I should tell you guys this, that comes from the sideline, by the way. You're coming into the game uh, onto the field as a punt team, and they're telling you, we're going on a hard count. They're going to, they're gonna, you know, flinch a little bit or move the ball or whatever, right. just to reset to try to draw them outside. So all the guys that are on the punt team know that. So you are supposed to reach, you know, once you've got them to move, you have to reach across and touch them. If you don't do that, they have the right to get back unless someone flinches. And the thing that I thought I saw live, and that's what I was tweeting, was, not just that you didn't reach out and touch them. If you induce a movement, then it's still going to be on the on the punt return team. And I thought they induced a movement. I thought there was he jumps in and then someone flinches. But what Bill's yelling at him is, screw the flinch. We know they're doing it. We're, we're trying to get them to do it. Reach across and touch them to make it definitive. But, again, that's just a real basic error. And I think the guy he was yelling at was Brandon King. At least that's what TV showed. And Brandon's 
you know, been here for six years, one of the best uh, best special teams guys should know that. So again, it's just players who usually make these plays weren't making them yesterday. I don't, I don't ever, know why. You ever see anybody off the uh, topic? Ever see anybody walk out at halftime, quit, <laughs> retire at halftime, not, wow. not tell anybody? No, no, crazy. Guys. No, guys, that is crazy. And I, I'll tell you what. I mean, I we've seen it, and I should I should put this out here. I actually did in college. I left training camp uh, before my my freshman season. So I always I always had this one moment of quitting life. Now I came back a few days later, but it's you know you're a snot nosed eighteen year old kid. You quit. You you were like embarrassed that you ever would do that. Yeah. You come back into a football environment. It's like quitting is just like the worst possible thing to do in a sport. I say that, and in the NFL, we had a handful of guys. I think Trey Teague was one name I remember. Um, I was another guard uh, from Buffalo that signed with us in Korea. Joe Panos was a guard that signed with us in Buffalo in the offseason. But both guys went through the offseason program, got up to maybe the conditioning test in training camp, and then retired or retired sometime in training camp. I actually don't have as much of a problem with that because you're sort of making a decision before the team commits to you. Right. You're sort of looking at, okay, I played 10 years, I made a choice. When the season's begun, you don't do it. When the game has begun, good Lord, you don't do Crazy. it. So that's a, that's unfortunately for him, that's the kind of stain that sticks on you for life. Yeah. You're not going to be able to talk your way out of it. The other thing that annoyed me with that as well is the NFL this morning was tweeting out this big flowery picture of Vontae Davis, I think in his Colts uniform, the team he was more known for. Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, with this big giant statement. And I'm like, guys, you run an account for football. You should not be celebrating right. whatever his excuse or rationale is. I don't like that at all. But if you're going to condemn anything in the NFL, condemn that. That's, that's not, that's poor. That's being a poor teammate. You're a teammate sport. I agree. Absolutely agree. 100%. All right. So we'll talk, uh, coming up next week after the, uh, Lions. It's an eight yeah, o'clock yeah, game. Yeah. It's the Sunday 820. night game. I hate oh. those. So, uh, <laughs> but, uh, we'll talk coming up next week. You can follow Matt Chatham, Chatham 58. Where's the podcast at matt is that it where's that? Uh, we we do it on blog talk radio so you go to blogtalkradio.com or it's always downloadable on on itunes bye, bye. called the real thing patriots podcast you got it all, all right. right thanks buddy we'll talk to you next week thanks matt thanks y'all take care okay, take care all right i know we're running late we gotta be we'll be right back stay with us oh, no. don't move because they'll be right back well yeah.